Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you're listening. This is episode number 73 of FI Goes PC. And as always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, a.k.a. Danny Hale. Um, yeah, we're basically in an interesting situation. Weather is pretty bad. It's warm, but it's muggy. It's raining and it's windy. Winds have been pretty extreme. I'm the only one who knows because I'm in a tent and it catches it. Winds underground, so she wouldn't know. Speaking of wind... She's here, our producer. She's currently out uh, trying to slap uh, rabbits. I'm not sure why. Uh, but say hello, Wynn. Hello. There you go. No, I haven't been slapping rabbits. Uh, it looks like that from where I'm sat. <laughs> okay. Uh, it looks like you're out slapping rabbits. No. Maybe you're just like beating around a bush. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been interesting. Like every time we've had official things open in the UK, the weather has taken a turn for the worst. I'm not sure if that's just coincidence or if uh, secretly our prime minister is actually a weatherman. It wouldn't surprise me either way. But what I will <laughs> say is, and this is interesting, uh, they dropped the title of Independence Day and turned it into Super Saturday. They're obviously listening to this podcast. Well, I said that. Mm -hmm. I said that. For, we are literally beaming to all governments around the world, giving them ideas. Which is probably why a lot of people are watching or, or criticizing or, their ideas. Yeah, watching the actions of their governments <laughs> going, this is all crazy. Well, yes, yeah, because they don't actually understand. Our ideas are genius. Their ideas are, well, mm. a little, mm. <laughs> a little <It's> interesting. <laughs> well, you see, because like Catalonia recently, the Catalonian states in uh, Spain mm. has had a resurgence, i.e., three carrots have had a virus or something. Okay. And their way to solve it, I looked at the news before I came on mm -hmm. uh, over the farmer's shoulder, and it's like a bouncing castle quarantine area. Right. So you know how you see a bouncing castle? You, you actually zip up the uh, the entrance to it. Mm -hmm. And I just think people are just having a good old time. So don't worry, folks. It's almost over. I, I think that's realistic to say that. I know everything you read about is doom and gloom and it's mm -hmm. all whatever. We've obviously... We've gone independent from all of this stuff. We're doing our own thing. I'm living in a tent. I feel like I'm positively civilized. Mm. I've actually started painting on the side of the canvas so that future people will look at this and go, oh, my God, they moved on to uh, canvas painting. Yeah. yeah. That thing you said about Catalonia, that reminded me about Leicester because they're going through a sort of semi-lockdown because of the rise in numbers. But the way that they're locking down... I don't know who did it, but they sort of divided the city or like a, an area and it cut one street down the middle. So if you're in the quarantine area, you can't go to the pub over the line. You know? Right, right, right. And that nationally, the theater, the national theater of the national situation, mm. the uh, international national theater. This is absurd. Uh, is basically doing uh, Lester's version of Roman Juliet <laughs> yeah. on that same street that you mentioned, <laughs> yeah. uh, where you can't cross over onto the other side's pub. Basically, mm. folks, uh, it's very weird. We, we're having little spontaneous bubbles of places you'll see around the world that are just re-locked down or there's mm. a rising cases or whatever it is. Um, I think we're almost out of this situation, mm, yeah. you'd hope. But, you know, seeing things 
we got a chance to go to the big city. Um, <gasps> on a train. Yeah, we had a train of thought and we went to the big city. <laughs> And uh, the whole experience is quite weird. Like shops are two by, it's very Noah's Ark. Two by two allowed in a shop. <laughs> as long as you're a different animal, uh, you you know, uh, you can go in. And you have to do sanitizer. Not like I, I think sanitizer is a bit bizarre. Anyway, uh, it's definitely essential, I suppose. But you're not allowed to touch anything, which is A, weird. And B, you have to sanitize your hands anyway. So... You're not allowed to touch anything, but you're allowed to sanitize your hands. And mm. as soon as you come out and go to the shop next door, you're doing the process all over again. So yeah. if you're in a mall, ours is a boring in Birmingham. And it was basically like every shop you go to, you have to re-sanitize, even if it's a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. It's a bit weird. Yeah, because you what don't you really do. touch anything except the drink that you're Well, yeah, given. they should sanitize their hands. I'm not yeah. sure why we're sanitizing <laughs> our hands, you know? Um, just mm. thought. But it's all quite weird. The uh, the old human uh, sort of riot shield perspex human protectors that these people have. I've always had an issue with that. I think it's uh, basically a case where you could probably find that coughing over it will generally make those things redundant. But who knows? A lot of it, I just think you were calling it a disclaimer yeah, society. Disclaimer culture. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all rather weird. We to don't. Be it's, it's almost like the people who are setting up. We don't really care, or you know, we don't think it's that effective. But you know, the guys at the top are telling us to do it. Exactly. So. I, I think a lot of this stuff stems from what is government over what is science. Science mm -hmm. wouldn't probably come up with any of that. Because otherwise we'd all be in cages. It's the government's interpretation of the yeah, science. Yeah, or it's just a government reaction to keep everyone happy. I'm not sure what it is. It's yeah. all a bit silly. We don't know. It's it's going to be over. We're not putting ourselves into lockdown because we said last week we're over it. I think most things are returning to a pseudo-normal. Mm. When they say this is the new normal, it's quite defined. And I don't think they're going to sell that to a lot of people, but... We are in strange times. I think that's just what you should call it. Not a new normal, a strange time. Mm -hmm. So we're all seeing different things. One thing I did find interesting was Independence Day in the USA. And if you are listening from the USA, happy belated Independence Day, mm -hmm. which was Saturday. Um, listen to this now. It's uh, Saturday the 4th of, of July. No aliens attacked. Very disappointing. <laughs> We always <laughs> promised this stuff, but it didn't happen. Uh, you did have an alien talking to the nation. I mean, Donald Trump uh, addressed the nation. Uh, and there was a lot of stuff going on. There was like mm -hmm. some weird kind of fireworksy stuff going on behind him, like ribbons and mist. I don't know. I didn't Maybe watch that it. was just basically I just saw the uh, evil of his aura. I'm not sure. <laughs> but the whole thing was quite crazy. And he suggested um, for his election campaign, he suggested a, a National Garden of statues that have obviously uh, been stolen from public areas. Uh, yeah, we're just doing a museum point here in the is UK. Is he going to steal the statue? No, I think they're already in the process of being stealed. <laughs> stealed? <laughs> uh, well, they are stealed statues. They're statues made of steel. Perhaps. I oh, know Superman needs to be in there, though. He's a national icon and a national treasure. He is a man national of steel. Treasure. Your national treasure shouldn't be in there because everyone will steal it. Mm. I'm just saying. But uh, I think he missed a click because the icons of America, to me, you know, a lot of people have been focusing on the dark kind of colonial days or the uh, Confederation days and all this stuff. And ex-presidents, former presidents and such, I honestly think you're missing a tick because I would put Martin Luther King up in mm -hmm. that garden. I would put Malcolm X in that garden, Rosa Parks in that garden. Not because of anything more than what they've actually contributed as American heroes. Mm. You know, like, I think we should allow controversial things 
but also give them their counter yeah. argument. True. It's a bit like having Batman and the Joker. You can't just have Batman because then the Joker's <laughs> like, well, what have I been doing all this time? I mean, like, I've had to kill a lot of people to get where I am. So you need to you need to put them both in a room together. I think what you mean is uh, we have to celebrate their achievements. Well, I think it's it's anything that's historical mm. has two sides of the story. Of course. So you got your heroes, which in this case, Martin Luther King, civil rights movement, really heroic mm -hmm. against all odds, you know, push the thing forwards. And then you got the counter argument. You got the jokers of the pack, who are these colonial forces and, and these slave traders and all this stuff. You need the argument there so you can have this is the American Icon Hall of Villains, and this is the American <laughs> Icon Hall of Heroes. Honestly, it's the best way to settle it because people, I think, what we're guilty of is we just want to eradicate it all and just clean the slate. You know, that's why a lot of kids here are uh, nicking traffic cones and statues mm. to put in their student accommodation because it looks good there. It's a little different in America. In America, it's a real problem, what's yeah. going on right now. And I think that just the idea of actually, you know, having all of your history is so you can see from the roots, the dark roots mm. where it all began, the yeah. horrific stories, to the solutions and what the solutions have been, all the way up to Obama, even if you mm. want. Because that was, I think, in our lifetime, as significant to me as the Beijing Olympics. That was basically a world change, a yeah. world first. Yep. And, um, you that sounds cool. Want. It's like a timeline of statues. Yeah. Mm. And it's also, I mean, some people's villains are the other person's hero. They're yeah. just the yeah. ones that should be locked up and the key should be thrown away. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if the Joker's your guy, mm. uh, you, you belong in jail. Period. He's a, he's a psycho. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen uh, uh, any rendition of the Joker, but he's, uh, he's the card you always throw away at the beginning of a card game. He's so the card you there you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you throw him away. Unless it's a card game where he's like a wild card. Wow, I don't play those games. I don't. I don't believe in wild cards. <laughs> I can't control them. They just jump out of the deck and start biting people. It's very annoying. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's my thought. I think mm. it's a good idea. In England, has a similar system. As it would be boring. That's why it's going to be in a museum. We haven't got the weather for a national garden. No, no, no uh, one would. No, no one would check it out. No, no, <laughs> no. We would just stick them all in a in a in a room. Mm. pretty much and this is boring statue x and this is boring statue y and the whole of boring statues mm. yeah i mean our history is very very cool but we don't really glorify the good stuff we seem to um i don't know it's it's a very different culture very different culture we're very stiff up a lip here and a lot of our uh, ways and excuses for a very inglorious past is <laughs> <laughs> which is just the sound <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen politics. Uh, it's usually live. There's a thing called a Parliament Channel, which um, if you ever need help sleeping, it's very good for that. <laughs> Never watch that whilst driving. I'll tell you that much. Parliament Channel. Uh, it's a lot of <laughs> sounds. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> everyone's got a dry throat. I mm. say get air conditioning in the House of Commons. Just, mm. just a thought. So yeah, it's it's strange. Okay, we're all in this time where it's very divisive and stuff. I just think there's solutions. Have have the notoriety wing and have have you know infamy and fame. Mm. You know because there is a belief. It's a very Taoist principle belief. It's a symbol known to a lot of people. Used quite often, incorrectly for yoga studios that are trying to be hip and cool. And that is the yin yang. We yes. all know what that is. It's uh, the Chinese twins. We all know that there was yin and there was yang. <laughs> And they all lived 
uh, happily together. Um, mm. They were fish as well, with eyes and stuff. Um, and <laughs> one was one was the colour of night, and the other was the colour of not night. And they got on very much. They were always together, as you can see from the circle. Mm. They're kissing. They're kissing. Yeah, it's incestual. I think you should ban twins. They're not marriage. kissing. They're they're kissing each other's tails. Well, that's even wronger. That's even wronger, Winifred. You can't tell. There's, 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 there's possible children listening to this podcast. Um, I'm just going to say yin and yang, the twins. We all know them. Uh, that's symbol. Uh, it's basically, you know, balance, right? So mm-hmm. it's perfect harmony and balance. So yeah. in every bad, there is good and, you know, a bit there's of beef in a, a bit of beef in each. No, <laughs> a bit of each in both. Yes. Not a bit of beef. There's no beef in there. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, so we all know that symbol. That's the Chinese mm. twins, yin and yang. And what I'm going to say is, in the kind of acts of bad people, good's happened. Mm. It's always the inspiration. If we look back at the extremely dark histories of World War II, Mm -hmm. uh, what the Nazis did, you also have to see the rise of what Germany's done since then, subsequently, Mm. and the glory of what it is now in an honest way. It's not perfect. Nothing is. But it's so much more... Uh, passive Mm -hmm. than it's ever been because of that situation a lot of people had a national shame and they Mm. they dug deep and you know it's it's a testament to the german people same with japan Mm -hmm. Uh, america's still going through apparently but all i'm going to say is like you have to keep the bad to know where the good came from yeah the issue we're finding is that everyone just wants to purge Mm. you know they just want all right this was bad so it's all bad and we're going to purge it all and only have what we want to have mm. you're almost cementing over the terracotta warriors in that yeah. construct you know so i think that we have to learn where we came from so we don't essentially it's an old rhetoric a bit of a cliche to say so we can learn mm. to not go back there and move on and learn from our mistakes that doesn't tend to work with humans well context is always different and obviously you know time is always changing so history can't literally repeat itself but well, think, we have to be able to recognize I think that there's certain patterns mistakes. of behavior yeah. mm-hmm. and there's certain climates and they're very reminiscent. In fact, they're very parallel. Yeah. And so unless we break the chain of parallels, we have to recognize. Yeah. And sometimes it does points. take an enormous effort, uh, a concerted effort of the entire planet to just basically say, right, well, we're going to abolish this thing because it mm. hasn't worked for anyone. And in abolishing it, you might delete the record of it. But like I said, I think there's accounts where you can look at history. And if it is eradicated, completely stripped, you you get places like South Korea. Mm. You get places like China that Mm. have these cultural revolutions. And it doesn't help because people lose their identity in that process. When you put into context, you've got places in China that were untouched by that cultural revolution. Mm -hmm. That carried on being, you know, nice little fishing village or something like this. But Beijing has been completely affected by it. And so they don't really know how things work Mm. anymore. Like there's no mentality of, oh, farms grow food. It's almost like supermarkets seem to create food in in the air, you know. So you've got a danger of that happening in cultural evolutions. And I'm saying like there's extreme places in the world that once you delete all of that history, you've lost it forever. Language, whatever it is, Mm. it's gone. You know, so you replace it with something else, and that something else is fundamentally an ideology. It's not a reality. Mm, it's also man-made. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not an organic culture. That's literally the point. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of like 
what we all have to be very, very careful of not doing is saying, right, well, this is bad. We want to ignore that. Mm. And we want to glaze over it like it never happened and only see these because it leads to a, a switch in narrative. And I mm. think there is always an argument to see the horror of the past to, you know, educate ourselves on a positive of where we are today. We've mm. got to be thankful as well. Gratitude is something missing. So that's a support in a national garden of statues that Trump wants to uh, <laughs> go off there and build. I, I do still think the argument should be holograms. And I, I definitely think statues should be a thing of the past. They're kind mm. of stupid. They don't do a lot. At <laughs> least with uh, animated holograms, you've got a story there. Yeah. Get Japan to do all the characters of everything. It'd be amazing. Like anime, <laughs> anime fields of ancient history. But I think, do you a know. theme park. Well, that's the point. Like, if you were to step up to, say, George Washington. Yeah. You know, George Washington, greatest achievement, ch chopped down a cherry tree. Uh, he wrote some kind of file. Uh, I think it's a constitutional thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a wig, um, uh. big nose, and he, he was married. Great, right? And then, mm. and then you see like the statue animates out all of the achievements he did. When mm. I was a young boy, you know, <laughs> and it grows up. It's an evolution, and you got like a ten-minute thing there, mm. or maybe a couple hours if you really want to go into detail. But like, you know, you can't have, and this is a thing that Trump missed out, and it's really divisive. Mm. It's super political right now in the USA, so I'm going to be careful what I say, but. They missed on the tick of having people like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King there because honestly, you know, I'll, I'll say it like I'm watching the uh, Who Shot Malcolm X documentary on Netflix right, right now. Right, right. And to me, I knew this guy way back when in my teenage years. I've said this before, but basketball was my life. Mm. So the culture of black America was super prominent here. We, we were really taken in by it. A lot of us were transfixed to it, really. It really was... Um, a huge change in culture. Rap began mm -hmm. really for the first oh, yeah. time Music was in so the UK. Influential. Yeah, I mean, rap has been around, right? But for the UK to some like really get into that culture, yeah, even it, even back in Hong Kong, yeah. I was listening to Snoop Dogg when yeah, I was yeah. in high school. It, it was a big thing, yeah. right? So what I'm saying is, like, we all knew mm. we were studying civil rights movement in America at that time in history in school, and so everything sort of bled into each other in a sense. But Malcolm X is often very much not explained to people. And mm -hmm. I think there's a real argument there to learn what he was about and who he was. There's radicalism attached to him, but he was saying things. I think he was the voice of what everyone thought and was far too terrified to say. Whereas Martin Luther King was your politically correct equivalent. Sure. So he was trying to incorporate everything as an equal thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas Malcolm X was basically like, we're fed up of being your punching bag. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's so on point, so running parallel to the current era that to just lose him in the conversation mm. is ludicrous. There's also something that's really shot me going into the 90s, a band that's really famous. Like we had a Christmas number one in the UK not so long ago as a political statement by this band, Rage Against the Machine, which mm. were in the 90s. They were massive, like yeah. super famous. Every one of their political messages, if you take the lyrics of, is what we're looking at now with the George Floyd case and everything that's emanating out of America. It's all the same stuff. Mm. It still, quote unquote, applies. Yeah. And I think that's what people are missing. I think we are in different states in the world, different countries in the world that react differently to the conversation of racism. Mm. Some of us are like, oh, we're totally not racist as we whip, you know, the person in our cupboard that we keep there. You know, there's unilateral ignorance. 
okay and a lot of people think well we're not racist we're just curious we just don't know we just don't understand we don't get involved they don't understand the boundaries of the conversation right mm -hmm. they don't understand it and i think that this whole movement coming out of the trump situation coming out of even joe biden's situation the nomination of america and all this black lives matter movement that is really resurgent around the world mm is a unilateral solidarity that we're just done with the conversation. The conversation needs to be over. People need to be people. Humans need to be humans, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And I think for that conversation, you still need to see people like Malcolm X. You need to mm -hmm. see the story of him. You need to see the story of Martin Luther King and everything circumvent around it. It's not as easy as saying, well, I was just shot by a white dude with a sniper rifle. It, it's definitely not that story and i think that's what people need mm. they need to see your perspective because there is just a, a really bad history with this stuff and i think what we have to learn from trump's idea of a national garden is that it's all shades of america and all sizes and all cultures yeah. there's got to be a garden dedicated to native americans too. oh yeah like i'm i'm you know do that there is so much in this conversation where you're just kind of thinking, why aren't they represented? Why aren't they represented more? Like, this is... It's the worst case of human history, in a sense. Like, you've got two really bad cases. There's loads of them, actually. There's mm. rife with stuff, you know. But the genocide of the natives was particularly grim. Mm. And I think that, why aren't we representing that? And that's it's interesting, isn't it? Because we got all this political correctness that's finding ourselves. We, Milan's getting boycotted by um, certain people because you know the uh, the situation in Hong Kong right now. Milan's had a massive boycott. Everyone's boycotting it for whatever reason. The Disney live action film. Yeah. They've decided to make that first language English, which to me is like a really Why? bad mistake. Yeah. Um, but hey, it is what it is. They could say it's for accessibility. I think it's fine to have it in subtitles, especially if you're trying to do something organic. Mm -hmm. But they've never touched the argument on Pocahontas, have they? No. Because I think out the gate, that'd be shut down for being controversial. So what I'm trying to say is there's wings of this argument. We've got this political correctness, but it only applies to certain elements. And it's very similar to the Perspex glass mm. of the coronavirus protection. It's not covering the whole area. Yeah. Therefore, it's not safe. Mm -hmm. Safety in a, in a virus is complete you know, vacuum. <laughs> it's complete vacuum. <laughs> we should all emigrate to the moon tomorrow. It'd be great. We could see if the American flag's there and then say if it was a hoax or not. Just saying. Mm. Uh, lots of people believe that it was a hoax. Interesting thoughts with that, mm -hmm. actually, about the lunar landings. I just personally think if you were going to hoax it, you'd definitely have had a dinosaur there <laughs> or something. You know, they moved there afterwards. The asteroid hit and then it bounced back, became the moon and all the dinosaurs were on it. Oh, and look at this massive... Because one observation about the people calling hoax mm -hmm. was that there was wind blowing a flag. Right. Okay. And also that... The light was hitting from a direction like it was stage lit. Mm. And of course, the moon is in a big black expanse. There's mm. no light. You know, you can't get studio lights up there. That would be ridiculous. Can you imagine if that was NASA's mission? Right. So it's really important to America politically that you're going to land on the moon. Uh, we've got to get your hair right for a start. I know you got a helmet on because if we took that off, you'd die. But, you know, we're going to get it right just in case I want to see us through the fishbowl that you're wearing on your head. And then what, we, what we'll do is we'll put fans so we can just edge the flag so it looks quite, you know, delicately blown. 
sustain all right and then we'll have a soundtrack you know and we'll uh we'll do a couple of explosions and you can come back after that that would be a waste of time and energy but there's some really good points so there's two theories that they actually did land on the moon but you never saw the footage mm -hmm. one thing like that they i did it after exactly because look look here's the thing I think I heard that it one. was it was which decade 60s right when they landed i think so don't quote us on that folks we're not that old i'm pretty sure it was the 60s <laughs> But basically, you know, height of the Cold War, there's a lot of reasons it could have been faked. But one of the compelling arguments was, just think how bad your Wi-Fi is now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then just think, how could you actually beam a video of that clarity to Earth? We don't have the broadcasting power to do that in our own house <laughs> right <laughs> and this is after the internet you know this is when we've got like broadband and stuff so there's a lot of compelling conspiracy theories around it but what i think is they actually went there but they didn't film it there mm. so they filmed the whole thing on land to guarantee that it would be a spectacle but yeah. they actually did do it i'm pretty sure they did mm. um basically it would have been found out if they had i'm certain of it you know mm. like you can't hold something that elaborate and then all the subsequent Apollo missions that happened, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's kind of proof that they must have done it at some point. But let's just say it was all hoaxed. Do you know what I think they did? The hoax? Where? Area 51. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's other areas in America. I wish people would stop getting obsessed about the 51st area. There's loads of areas. <laughs> I prefer California, personally. Uh, just saying it. Like, it's a great area, you know, to be... But uh, yeah, no, some compelling stuff. And the reason I'm saying all of this stuff is it came up. I've been watching a lot of documentary series. I've mm. been smashing through some documentary series. Uh, basically, the farmer has now allowed me to have his iPad at times while he's walking his dog. So I get to, to guard his <laughs> iPad. Uh, I didn't know that. He just threw it at me. Uh, it hit my head. And he said, uh, so in farmer, I don't really speak his language. And I just <laughs> kind of, you know, once it slipped, slipped down my head, and I stopped the bleeding. Uh, I, I was able to watch some stuff. So, uh, yeah, we've had a good good internet for a while because the postman and the ice cream truck's been driving in loops. All the traffic's normal. Demand, yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of... Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what I keep going around in circles. <laughs> but there you go. Everything's opening, so that's it. So I've been watching a lot of documentaries. And there's certain documentaries that really annoy me. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are hoax stuff and conspiracy stuff because... These kind of documentaries, you know, like aliens are really uh, teachers at school or our cat really is a, a 10 foot iguana or, you know, things like that. Like the unbelievable stuff that for some reason you're drawn into. Mm. Um, the moon hoax is in that kind of nation of thought, yeah, right? right? In the flat earth theory, which is, don't get me started. <laughs> um, but basically like... All of these things are looped together. They're the clickbait of documentaries. And yeah. they, they kind of, in the 90s, especially, these were really prominent on TV. Mm. Because the X-Files success, everything was trying to kind of anchor to that. Yeah. And you had all of these sort of like uh, paranormal shows and watching the skies and all this kind of stuff. And so a lot of these things were happening before the internet had really kicked off, which to a lot of kids these days is like, what? <laughs> Yeah, no, that was life before, before the, the internet, internet, buddy. Yeah, what? <laughs> PCs used to be really bad, by the way, kids, if you're listening. They were shocking. Um, literally, sometimes, because the shocking. wiring was bad. Um, <laughs> but basically, like, way back when, 
these were the original clip baits. Mm. These were the, it's probably the same evolution, same PR companies that are yeah. doing all the clip bait <laughs> and stuff. But this is a kind of documentary that starts off with a glorified 3D entrance. Super entrance, dramatic. entrance. I went, Super I went South music. African then. It's got a 3D glorified entrance. Um, entrance. Thank you. I've got to go back to my culture. I keep getting possessed by different nations. It's really bad. So anyway, uh, 3D stuff, mm -hmm. dramatic music, mm -hmm. uh, sounding like it's the end of the world. And it's like, you know, guy eating a sandwich. Uh, it's a subway commercial, but it sounds like the end of the world. You know, that kind of thing. And he's just eating, I can have pickles on a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. So this one in particular, I won't say the name because I don't want to advertise it. Because if I say the name, people are going to go, oh, I'll yeah. look that up because yeah. it sounds so bad. I'm not going to say the name. But I will say it's about a book that apparently a lot of us are thinking exists. We don't. I don't. I never did. No one does. It's uh, it's fabrication of the Nobody truth. Nobody cares. No one cares. It's like a headline. <laughs> you know, people believe wildly, except that this could be a reality. No, they don't. You just made that up. You're waffling. <laughs> Journalists speak. There's a whole language journalism mm. speaks. Uh, anyway, so this documentary itself was talking about hoaxes and things like this. Mm. And I, I could watch probably about 20 minutes before I absolutely was just like, you, okay, you've lost me. Uh, I now know that this is basically an evolution of the nerd chart. Mm. So nerd one, baby nerd, all <laughs> the way up to ancient nerd. You know, like uh, the uh, Prometheus drawing. Like the, the human evolution. Image. Well, yeah. Prometheus is the circle one. What? Where the guy's all sort of the, the doing star one? shapes. Yeah. But the evolutionary chart is what I meant to say. Darwin's yeah, right. evolution. Yeah. So Neanderthal to, Neanderthal to Brad Pitt, that, that chart. <laughs> <laughs> and what we've now got is a nerd chart of that chart. So mini nerd all the way to ancient nerd. But ancient nerd is the oldest, so shouldn't he be at the front? No, no, no. It's the growth. A nerd through the years. Not the evolution. Look, look, we're not talking that another <laughs> alternative evolutionary homo sapien was nerd. And nerd grew from a monkey to a man. We're talking the nerd chart of one's life. Uh, One okay. life of a nerd. So from baby nerd to, to ancient nerd. nerd. yeah. To okay. practically a tree nerd. Okay. Partially a willow nerd. So this nerd chart of evolutionary <laughs> nerd from baby to, you know, fully grown tree nerd, ancient nerd, that's who was hosting this show. So you, you know how usually you have a documentary of validity that's got like the scientist, a mm. PhD person. Yeah. Uh, you know, some really Experts. credible, credible people, mm. or it's a group that's uncovering, immersing you in, say, a cold case file or something sure. like this. A cold case file is when basically someone's left a case in the ice and someone picks it up and they go, oh, my God, this is a very cold case. <laughs> and inside it, they find a file. No. And so they can, you know, like do their nails with it. What? Yeah, it's a, it's a cold case file, you know. Oh, fuck. Yeah. File. yeah. What? <laughs> it could be a fillet. Which is a female horse. That would be hard to put in a case. It would be a very big case. Philly. Anyway, go back to the nerds. Right, so the nerds. Okay, you're more interested in the nerds. That's good. Okay, <laughs> I talked about cold case filing. Um, basically, no, I'm just going to finish that point. There's a, there's a place in Utah which does <laughs> nothing but store cold cases. And it has to be cold, otherwise they're, they're just a case. Is it refrigerator? Yeah, yeah, it's a refrigerator. <laughs> and they've got like this room full of cases that's just stuck in there. Loads of cold cases. Very much unopened cold cases because you don't know who owns them. And no one's cheeky enough to open them up. 
you know, because there's like kind of password, you know. Uh, that could actually be a thing if it's got like. Yeah. If you're the bureau of cold and... case filing. <laughs> how, how sad would that be? You'd be on a nerd spectrum. <laughs> yeah, back to the nerd spectrum. So the nerd spectrum. So yeah. I think that when it's uncredible or incredible or discredible not or not credible or credible nay or credible pa or credible <laughs> janai or credible nah whatever so when it's complete <clears throat> rubbish these nerds present the show and they're all real like there's this okay so this is where i lost interest this nerd was saying that all of the gods of ancient greece mm. rome and viking gods were actually true and they were aliens visiting us oh right and so the aliens then instructed us to say plant a carrot or i don't know stop whacking each other in the head with clubs <laughs> and dragging each other by our hair here's a fire you should do this it'll keep you warm stuff like that mm. here's the thing right it's basically the story of assassin's creed that is okay so I'm ruining it for anyone who's halfway through Assassin's Creed story. Uh, it's a very convoluted 24 million game series of this story, and you pretty much learn nothing in each one. But the idea is they think these guys came to the planet and set up portals and hotspots around the planet. Okay? Mm -hmm. Most of us call that tourism sites. <laughs> All right? And that's where we go on holiday. Yep. Anyway, I'm not going to... It's stupid. The whole thing is stupid. And as, as soon as they started saying, well, Zeus was real, right? Because a lot of people... This is my nerd voice. So forgive me, nerds. But this is how you sound to me. So uh, a lot of people think, right, that Zeus, right, was actually an alien. And he came down and he said, like, uh, I've got a lightning stick. And I'm literally... This is literally almost paraphrasing the whole documentary. Mm. And then this serious narrator guy, and there's always a serious narrator, goes, and most um, astrological scientists 100% believe this stuff. I'm like, firstly, astrological scientists are probably five people on the nerd spectrum that are making a show. And secondly, they don't believe it. No one believes this. Astrological? Yeah, exactly. So they believe in astrology? Yeah, they believe in They're scientists of astrology. I thought that's like horoscopes. Look. We're all aware. We've all seen the Louis Theroux show. That America has a certain secular society that's nuts. Mm. We all know it. Most of them are like extreme born again, talking tongues, crazy people. Sure. Uh, some of them are homeless guys pushing trolleys, claiming they work at NASA and developed a rocket. You've okay? met one of those. I've met a mm. few of those. Yeah. Uh, this is talking from experience. <laughs> this has occurred to me. Yeah. They see me as their saviour, mm -hmm. and they run to me to tell me everything they've formerly done in their life. Mm -hmm. Now that's a, I that's can't a, leave you alone. You can't. They just flock you. It's a joy to behold. It's a privilege <laughs> to undertake, because humans are humans, and I hear them all out. Yeah. But these kind of rhetorics are the same techniques preachers use, and, and mind control people use, and brainwashing right. People use, they use complicated terminology to back up a complete lie, a fabrication. Mm. If you want to know anything more, gain to Scientology, it's full of it. So all I'm going to say is, to the world, it's okay having your belief systems. It's okay believing the world is flat and aliens basically built Stonehenge. Ludicrous. Mm. And uh, all of this stuff. Just because something is mysterious, 
doesn't make it completely nuts. <laughs> like, I don't know what Stonehenge is, so I reckon, right, a dragon spat it. <laughs> That's, like, stupid. Like, you're not actually doing a scientific research of what it is. You're basically like, and I reckon this massive giant came about and started stacking rocks up. And then we never seen a giant again. He just swam off, right? It's, it's ludicrous. Now, it could be true. You could have some monstrous Godzilla-type architect, which is hilarious in itself. <laughs> the biggest giant in the world. He didn't fee-fi-fo-fum and kill the, the Englishman. He built stuff. He was an architect. And the, to him, the world was a Lego playset. Mm. I mean, yeah, that could happen. Where's his skeleton then? Mm. Where's his remains? Oh, no, he went in the sea, right? And then he found a portal and it beamed him to the other side of the planet, which is where he's from. Stuff is nuts, right? So you can't rule it out, but I think that there's always a logical, boring, really basic explanation for stuff that we never go to first. Mm. We never go there. So we always have to go mental and create the, the fiction pieces, you know? <laughs> if we do, this is an, another hark back to if we erase our history, there might not be any definition for future generations to tell us the difference between fact and fiction. Mm. So they might be watching Batman thinking it was a documentary series. They don't know, mm. you know, because you're in danger of that creative. I think when you use the term mythology, people have lost their minds in the USA. USA is a new place. Lots of new concepts and ideas. And this nerd spectrum, it's very enthusiastic. But the problem they all don't understand is the word mythology, mm. which the Greeks supplied to this stuff. They didn't say this is Greek fact. The Minotaur was walking around. We high-fived every day. The Gorgons were real. And yeah. you don't want to look at them too long because <laughs> they got a stony glare. You don't have the book of fact. It's not fact. When the Bible states it's fable... Fable is a myth. It's another word for mythology. Mm. It's basically like speaking to the reader as if they're intelligent enough to go, this is a metaphor or a simile to tell you something moral. Basically, we have the grim tales for that. There's a message in the story. Yeah, exactly. A nursery story or a this fairy didn't tale. This actually happened. Exactly. <laughs> but why are, and it's really American-led explorations. I know there's other countries doing it too. Mm. I'm not going to single them out. Europe's been pretty bad for this in the past. The Crusades was a great example of how stupid things can get. But I'm going to say this. When you have... Say Indiana Jones comes out and it makes an archaeologist probably the coolest person in the world. Mm. Let's just be honest. They're not. Is he on the nerd chart? The, he, he's not only on the nerd chart. He's the base of all nerd charts. <laughs> For example, librarians. Very smart people. You know, people who are in, in archives. and What do you call them? The archivist. Yeah. Yeah. People that have higher bureaucratic jobs in the mm -hmm. academic circle. So yep. you could be an archivist for the FBI mm -hmm. and, and have all case files. Again, you'd be very familiar with the cold case filing cabinets in Utah. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is these jobs are principally very boring, bland. Mm -hmm. You've got to know information. You've got to know how to find information. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you're in a library. You have to have a lot of information and you have to do a lot of right. research right. for so new information. Archaeology, most of the time, mm -hmm is you go to somewhere in the middle of really hot, humid jungle or deserty areas mm. with a toothbrush and some concept that there was something buried here. And then with the toothbrush, you're basically moving sand for 65 million hours, 
until you get oh look it's a it's a pebble no no that's a dinosaur head you know and you you're living a life of digging stuff up right mm. very rarely is it ever as cool as indiana jones but indiana jones comes out suddenly makes this thing the coolest job on the planet that mm. everyone wants to do and the nerd spectrum kicks off if i get a fedora and a brown leather jacket and carry a whip I'm going to be the best thing ever. I'm just going to go places. Until they actually get malaria when they go to the jungle, it puts them <laughs> off forever. So you don't get the kind of Harrison Ford archaeologist. Mm. You get reality archaeologists. Anyway, bit of a tangent. So what I'm trying to say is, like, there is a lot more simplicity to stuff. Okay, so if they fake the lunar landing, it's because they couldn't guarantee, A, that it would transmit, B, the message would be sent across, but they did the operation. Let's say they did the operation, but the film is faked. Yeah, right. Right? In the same sentence, a mythology is not a reality. So I think this is really important to people out there who are heavily religious. I'm going to say this now because you're all going to come at me, but I live in a field, so it's not like I've got high expectations of my life. All I'm going to say is, right, <laughs> um, in Preachers in America, when I get a little bit, old testament and a little bit like everyone's a sinner unless you believe exactly what i believe you know mm -hmm. we all know them. we all know these crazy people exist the thing that fundamentally goes over a lot of people's heads in the bible is x is a fable this is a myth it's a mythology don't take this as serious it's not we're not saying this and this happened on march the 12th um we don't have a date because we only had one after you know jesus died it's basically a case of just learn fable fact and fiction if you then have a tv series that's presenting scientific fact and its opening argument is so the mythologies exist it's nuts there is a massive difference so for example the grim tales which is a very famous series of fairy tales uh, novelized in short form and stuff and read to kids the world over. We all know one of them, at least. Mm. Some of us know 20 of them. And some of us know the really ill-fated TV series that emanated on American television. Grim. Same to you. And what I'm going to say is, and that means something totally different if you've seen the anime Radiant, just saying. Okay. But basically, if you take the grim tales mm. there is a lot of academics that believe these stories were kind of metaphorically real crimes mm. that happened and occurred but they then turn characters into something otherworldly so the big bad wolf was actually yeah. sort of a serial killer or right. something in reality so it was a time where there was something bad going on they needed to protect kids from going out wandering out in the mm -hmm. wilderness mm -hmm. cities undeveloped towns hadn't developed so we did live in like hamlets surrounded by forests mm -hmm. so a lot of these were precursory moral warnings and they were very dark these were the stuff of nightmares which yep. is why our ancestors were so happy yeah so lovely and so willing to uh live uh rudimentary positive lives where you know public executions was basically like watching a disneyland parade the biblical stories worked in a kind of more unanimous way of fables. Mm. So we needed the fables to learn morality on a bigger spectrum, you know? And so you've got all of this stuff in religion as the base, which indicates this isn't real. This is just a metaphor. But when people then sense the reality from it, or even go to, you know, the um, pagan eras, where we've got 20, we've got gods for every, like, oh, um, we need a god for radiator. 
Well, we haven't invented a radiator. <laughs> we'll need one, though, when we do. All right, we'll have a god of radiators. What else do we need? Oh, we need a god of, uh, you know, cement. Oh, we haven't got cement yet. We haven't invented... Well, we will. So we need it. You know, mm. it wasn't like that. That's why we had this period of life called the Enlightened Era, where we suddenly started questioning all this and becoming mathematical and science and seeing the reality from the fictions. But mythological stuff is mythological stuff. Mm. So I think that you've always got to have that kind of understanding that crazy street preacher guy is the guy that's saying all of this nuts. Basically, this thing sprouted out the ground and it was like Godzilla and he built Stonehenge. That kind of stuff is nuts. It's crazy. So just because we can't explain things doesn't mean it's not a really nerdy, boring archaeology story where it's literally just a case, well, you know, the... Uh, the weather eroded and the house sank and uh, that's why we dug it up it's not atlantis it's just a sunken house mm. right it's funny to me i don't think that laws of physics and universal laws and how things actually are can be completely supernatural or super paranormal or um basically flip everything on its head so suddenly someone can fly and suddenly mm. someone has a carriage that runs across the... We're still bound by the laws of nature. We are, yeah. And I think uh, base, essentially, fanaticism is when you start believing the absurd. Yeah. But when you understand quite coherently this is an academic morality spectrum, then it, it people are prophets and they tell you lessons in metaphor because the everyman especially the thick guy at the back who has just been clubbing his wife for years because he hasn't got the message yet. Those people need to be taught on the same level, spoken to on the same level as everyone else, which is why if you ever watch a very successful public speaker like Malcolm X, mm -hmm. they can speak to a crowd of people in equality. Right. So if you're working class or if you're higher class or you're middle class, or if you're an academic or basically the guy that's licking his own ear, uh, you will all get the message yeah. because you'll react to the rhythm or the words or the passion sure. if you don't understand what's going on. Mm. So a lot of this stuff is basically a prophet or someone that's leading to change a revolutionary is basically a story of someone that can communicate to a mass audience, mm. you know, uh, a bit like me on this podcast. <laughs> so now that you all have heard <laughs> my world domination scheme, I've just put it all together for you. But yeah, like it's, I think we're in a day and age where unfortunately so many kids, so many young adults are just getting wiped into all of this insanity. Mm. Like, oh, um, we can't explain X, so it must be a flat earth. No, it's never been flat. It's never been flat. The newest thing is 5G. Yeah. And conspiracies. Well, okay, so, and that's that. actually a great thing. I'm going to, we're going to go there because coming out of all of this coronavirus, we're going to start talking about stuff we haven't wanted to talk about because we're in lockdown. It's called respect. But now we can start ripping this apart and having conversations about elements of it. The fear of the 5G network is based on a few realities. Um, the reality of which, one reality, is that it's such a powerful frequency. Mm. They don't actually, we've never had anything this powerful. Sure. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a huge leap, basically. 4G was a pretty big leap. This is a massive, ginormous leap into a whole different direction where this is a frequency wave. And when it was tested, there was a certain impact it had on the ion sphere. There was a certain impact it had on people's health, mm. where people were having like a kind of mental depression 
and they couldn't put their finger on it. There's been loads of science based on this stuff, but you've got to understand that over time that's going to be looked at and it's going to be worked on and it's going to be less dangerous. It's the same notion as this. It's a roller coaster. And a roller coaster has this loop de loop. Mm -hmm. And if you hit it at a certain angle, the G force is enough. If you go in at a crazy percentage, like 60 miles an hour, and you hit that G force, yeah. you'll be all knocked out. Right. So it'll be the best roller coaster in the world you never remember. <laughs> and you have like a two minute sleep. <laughs> it all parks off. You go, kudunk, 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 <laughs> knock your head on the brace. And then you're like, what happened? Right? They'll name that blackout. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Alton Towers, if you're listening. Disney, if you're listening. Yeah, heard it here first. It's actually a true story. The Cumber in Florida, mm. where they actually did that. It pitched and hit, and everyone got knocked out. Right. 5G is the same thing. You're experimenting. You're going full whack. Mm. At full whack, 60 miles an hour hitting a G it force, people. it's basically going to have a massive negative impact. Yeah. When you refine the details down a bit, it's going to be less problematic. Right. You would think. There have been signs, though, over this three month case where i think they've been testing it mm. and there's been a lot of weird stuff like suddenly your phone blips and it doesn't work suddenly reception's gone for five or six hours there's a lot of construction that a lot of construction a lot of towers popping up these mm. 5g towers yeah. and i think a lot of public people are very concerned that this is um gonna have a detrimental impact on health that the coronavirus is directly related to this technology or that it's going to change the weather again maybe things are a lot more simple Mm. okay maybe the frequency was emitting so highly that it was having some kind of cerebral effect but you've got to understand that this is telecommunication radiation if you get into that debate it's very different i do think there's truth to the ionosphere though mm. i think that a lot of things are definitely messing up the atmosphere yeah. which is again the argument for climate change which is never an argument climate change again is that mythology we're presented very basic bland stupid science when it comes to it's just carbon emissions are doing everything yeah. carbon emissions it's are the reason we have an earthquake shut up it's mm. not how it is that's not how it is okay so we can rule that out so if you hear in old 65 percent of scientists believe that co2 emissions are warming the surface of the earth and that's creating earthquakes they don't zero scientists believe that if they're actually scientists because if they're scientists they realize we have a molten core and fault lines. It's actually heat escaping the center of the earth that causes that stuff. Anyway, I'm just saying, right? <laughs> why so, were you why were you speaking like an old English lady? <laughs> why? Because that's the that's how the old English lady is how the voice of the news operates. Right? Whenever you hear the old English lady voice, that's what the news is saying here. So the point being, we're in a world where, you know, all of these are conversations. Mm, We've mm. discussed them in parts, but the 5G network tower, it's basically, I think there's a real problem with the ionosphere with it. Mm. I think it can have detrimental effects. I also think it's incredibly easy for the government to now collect and mine data because yeah. of 5G. Mm. And I think it's going to be an all access pass without constitutional right and data protection is going to be out the window We've already seen this. This is hinted at. Edward Snowden's hinted mm -hmm. at it. Loads of people are discussing it in open because of Edward Snowden. Yeah. The CIA, former CIA heads. You wouldn't believe how much surveillance our governments have. We, we know the FBI's got splinter cell working, operation anti-terrorism, all of this stuff has given a lot of excuses to governments around the world to source and mine data on everyone. Maybe that's the way we've got to be. 
Maybe that's the future of the world that we've got to be more globalized, more understood, more controlled. I don't know. But I think that it should be a public discussion before you set mind to it. And I think mm. the 5G tower represents that being a very, very simple thing to do. Mm. You click a button yeah. and everyone's seeing full optics around the world. And I think that's something to be cautious of. Mm. I also think that, and I think this is a closing point, right? We're in this political discussion we're seeing a lot of documentaries are kind of ludicrous sensible arguments and it's really to leave you guys with for a whole week is that 5g represents too much secrecy mm. and we need to know is there any danger of our data is there any risk of the environment the climate because these things are proven yeah the, it's the lack of knowledge that's actually creating the fear yeah and Elon Musk has automatically said we're more beneficial if we go to satellites mm, yeah. and ping off satellites mm -hmm. than we are building these towers and being terrestrial with it. Yeah. Uh, we're outside in then. Who knows? But I think that they've got to be fully clear and educate people, not governments, definitely not the governments. The science behind the towers, the technology mm. has to be very, very opaque. Yeah. Yeah. So not opaque, transparent. Opaque is the one thing they Opposite. shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm saying because a government doesn't know any of this stuff. Mm. A government only sees a cash benefit. Yeah. It's a package. How cheap can we get it? How mm. beneficial will it be? Okay, How will fine. it help the economy? Exactly. Well, not even that. How does it help us? Yeah. How does it help us determine who's who we've got amongst us what can we you know it's it's an agenda yeah. okay and it could be economics it could be whatever but the government isn't your source of fact for any of this they've been quite coherently proving that through the coronavirus situation where they don't know anything <laughs> they're kind of stupid so it's like basically talking to a celebrity and being referred to their agent with yeah. our government yeah. Oh, sorry, that's a question for science. I don't actually understand. What <laughs> Talk are you? To my agent. I don't know when I'll have a haircut. Whatever. <laughs> um, the thing that I wanted to close down on was so you got a 5G conversation, but you've also got to look at, you know, technology racing away and this whole conversation, this source that we're in. We need to know. And this is something that I'm really going to drop. It's going to be a week long discussion for people to have with all of their families that you can now see. Uh, mm -hmm. in real life mm -hmm. but or video in the same room i don't know whatever you want to do but here's what we need to be thinking there is g7 g20 g8 uh g5 g6 g um, some some kind of g meeting the greatest economies in the world when they meet and they're usually talking about the environment and they're usually talking about climate and they're usually talking about economics we're in democracies everyone who's in that room mm. Bar China, who's a very new member of it, most of us, I should say, are in democratic governments. Yeah. So why aren't we being given a seat into seeing what's going on in these meetings? It's like the Brexit conversation. We're not in the Brexit meetings. We're not being filmed. We're not having an access point. It's restricted access mm -hmm. to the general public. Now, that worries me. Closed door meetings. Yeah, because... One thing we're learning through the COVID-19 whole thing, the whole lockdown situation, the whole last three months, one thing we're learning is our governments don't know science. They're not scientifically savvy. And if they're in a scientific meeting, which is what the environment is, it's a scientific meeting, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're just sitting there going, um, um, 
can we ask our scientists and then they all pull their phone out with their brain lobotomies <laughs> and they go scientists scientists can you explain this guy was talking something about tiles that collect power from the sun i don't understand it <laughs> right you basically got this unilateral failure of communication mm. we as a general public deserve better mm. than that and i think that hopefully if they are listening to us because they have about loads of stuff uh the old governments of the world one thing I really want them to do is open channels up to those discussions. It's mm. not public security anymore. The G20 is not about public security. The G, G7, it, whatever it is, whatever G they put to it, it's not about public security. That's NATO or UN or a security brief or some kind of whatever. That's okay, fine. We shouldn't be part of that. Mm. A lot of top secret stuff that we don't want people knowing, fine. But when you're talking to the environment, climate change, things, like, things like G5, that... Mm. Ah, sorry, 5G. I'm getting so mixed, mixed up with these G numbers. Uh, G numbers. Uh, not good for preserving food. Um, what, I, what I'd like to just say is we need a pathway to this conversation. It's, it's something that there is so much myth and so much angst and it leads to people smashing these towers down because mm. they just don't trust them. Yeah. It's, become the, it's become the wizard device of old. <laughs> it's a Satan equipment. Satanists made this tower. We must yeah. destroy it. You know, we don't understand it. And if they want to change that, they need to start having total transparency. Mm. We're in a world, really, where that's never been truer. Mm. Political agendas are losing rapidly all right so we uh well on that note uh i just want to say hi to russia for a second because putin has engineered yeah basically a vote for the general public like a referendum mm. granting if he gets the vote granting him 100 percent control over uh russian politics forever dictatorship yeah pretty much it's like a it's like the end of them. It's similar. And don't quote me on this, folks. Similar to what Hitler pulled. Mm. It's basically a stunt that rules out any opposition. Yeah. Putting him in constitutional total authority, like mm. a premier. Yeah. Like China's got, right? So he can self-declare. And mm. no one can compete with him. And they'll never have a vote again. Mm. And so we're in that time. And like I said, I, I mentioned Hitler. You've got to understand, folks, that we're not out of the woods yet. So everyone has the right to demand full transparency in a democratic state. Mm. Otherwise, bad things happen. If someone like Putin, who was representing a democratic state, mm. we thought, we've never believed it, but we thought, has the kind of authority to do that, who's next? Mm. Will Trump do that? Mm. Will Boris do that? I'm limited now to my knowledge of politics. With, with Maroon 5 of France do that? Uh, with Macadamia Nut? Who's that? I think is Brazilian. Uh, whoever your leaders are, and they're dem democratic, we're, we're walking to a situation where unless things are full transparency, we're really in the dark. And that's why you're getting this reaction to stuff like 5G, because there's so many rumors, and we're based on, you know, certain people are very concerned with this. We have to stamp them out. You know, and technology has to be open and honest. It is with the PS5. You know, the PS5 is just going to be damn good. Yeah. Right? But it hasn't, there's no, it doesn't come with a restriction. I mean, they have the epilepsy warning on the games and stuff, right? But mm -hmm. they don't have like, this might be so radioactive, half of your house will melt. 
you know, because they wouldn't make that. It wouldn't pass through the, the gate, but something like 5G can. That's the point. Like, we've got to be transparent. Mm. On that note, which is a deep one to leave with, I just think putting people's minds in the right area, if you want to ask questions of your government around the world, in a democratic government, you're meant to be able to. And if you get blocked, or if they suddenly go, oh, sorry, no one's in the office right now, then you know it's not as democratic as you think it is. And therefore, we're living a non-democracy. So there you go. Wow, that got a deep turn, didn't it? We'll be back this time next week talking about other things. I'm not sure what. Who knows what happened in a week? But if you're listening in Russia, my thoughts are with you. It's a very turbulent time. A lot of people, I can see the benefits. I can see the pros and the cons mm. to that decision. But hopefully Trump won't try a similar stunt. Because, oh man, oh man, America, how much we love you. We'll be back. See you same time, same place next week.